Hey guys, and welcome to the new episode of Automated Seller Podcast. Today, I'm here with Neha, co-founder of Atom11, which is the end-to-end marketplace management software. Hi, Neha. How are you? Hi, Jacob. I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. And it's great to have you here. I know that we met, uh, how much? I think it's like six months ago, five yeah, months six ago. Months, like it I was think at, we met at Prosper. Yeah, at the Prosper show. And I know that uh, back then... Uh, it was quite a new venture for you, uh, Atom Eleven. So f- I would love to hear more, actually, how uh, it pro- how how is your progress basically with with your company. But before that, could you maybe share with the audience like your story? Uh, I know that you actually also work with the Amazon, uh, so that yes. would be great to hear more about you first. Um, so actually, uh, before I get into my introduction, I wanted to first thank you uh, for having me over. Uh, So, uh, Jacob, I have been through some 13 or 14 of your podcasts, to be honest. And (laughs) um, I have learned so much. Firstly, just, you know, it's just so packed with the, the, you know, the best of the people and usable information. So I just feel honored to be here. And thank you so much for uh, for calling me on this show. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's, it's great to um, hear the feedback also because sometimes I'm actually asking myself, hey, are there actually people listening to it or watching it? But the, yeah, eventually like there are views on YouTube and sometimes there are like 300 views. So uh, yeah, it's it's great feedback. So thanks a lot. And no, now absolutely. I think just, just so, so uh, I think, yeah, just usable information is what I would call it. So thank you. Awesome. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Um, awesome. Um, a little bit about myself. So I'm Neha Butcher. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Atom11. Atom 11, like you said, it's an end-to-end e-commerce management software. Uh, prior to um, Atom 11, I have worked with Amazon for about six years. Uh, in fact, I was one of the early uh, members of the Amazon advertising team. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, I have been working with brands for that long uh, now. Um, yeah, and outside of work, uh, I love traveling. Um, awesome. I've traveled to about 33 countries. I, uh, I have a three-year-old, a curious three-year-old, so spend, love spending time with him. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's great. And uh, how was actually work at Amazon? It's, I, I, like, it's something that I found very, um, that is a trend here at the podcast, especially, is that uh, usually ex-Amazon people, they found a great companies and they yes. actually know so much about Amazon and therefore they can provide, like they can build a great agencies and great software uh, companies afterwards. This is unfortunate Hello. for us because our story is totally different. Although I always I tell, yeah, we don't you. know much about the Amazon itself, like when it comes to like selling on Amazon, we just know a lot about the API since we work so much with that. So that's a different story, but but still like how was work at Amazon and what it gave you so you could actually start your own venture? So let me first talk about how is it working at Amazon. Um, I think when you're working with some of the best brains, uh, you learn a lot. And the pace of learning is super, super fast. So I think if it in one, if in one line, I were to say uh, what was, was my experience of, you know, the six years that I worked at Amazon, it was just fast-paced learning, um, and uh, I call it, uh, you know, sometimes uh, jokingly, I call it a six-year MBA <laughs> because it's um, you learn so much. Basically, you know, they have these uh, leadership principles, 
and basically you end up using the same leadership principles in a lot of different situations so it actually just gets ingrained in you um and once you are beyond the 5 year uh the mark of you know being at amazon um you really start uh using these leadership principles to the core of everything that you do so i feel very honored uh, that i that i work there with some of the best people uh learned from them uh, for over 6 years um coming to um uh, why i and ha- what happened at, at at amazon that i actually thought of starting at a 11 so like i said right um i was in the amazon advertising team when i was at amazon and um during those at, like during my tenure i had to i used to visit a lot of seller events right now in one of those seller events uh, I, i remember specifically a a toy brand actually walked up to me and his exact words were that i've been increasing my advertising spends on amazon for the last 6 months but my sales are constant they're not moving mm-hmm. right and sadly the frequency of these of this question of this very question has increased over the you know last few years mm-hmm. uh but at that time you know what i did was you know i was just going through his his uh, his products and i was just going through some of his data and we found that two things one the time of delivery of his products um uh, this was about 5 years ago right the time of delivery of his products was about 7 days mm-hmm. his competitors were providing the same product in less than 2 days okay right uh the second thing that we found was that he was actually so on her sponsored products he was actually pushing a lot of his slow moving skus in a bid to increase their sales velocity right rookie mistake that we think of at this point but uh you know those those two three things actually told me that increasing sales on amazon is just so much more than advertising yeah it depends on your product quality it depends on your content quality your reviews your ratings your uh stocks you know your inventory your pricing and then all these things for all of your competitors also right so can you just imagine what an e-commerce manager is actually going through every oh, yeah. single hour of being at work so there is they say that you have to make about 11 decisions in a, a minute to actually stay ahead of uh, their competitor <laughs> and so it's very nice was... actually yeah i just want to say that it's actually very nice that you mentioned it because there there's so many people that just think that yeah it's all about putting the right budget into ads and and just <laughs> waiting but actually it's so much work uh, about yeah. all of those factors that not yeah. many sellers actually think of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's exactly when the seed was sown. I actually came back looked for a lot of solutions which were there exact in the market at that time, found that it was very very verticalized, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, tools then were doing a great job, but I think we I was looking for something more holistic. And that's when mm-hmm. I thought that you know what, something like Atom 11 needs to be there, which is which brings together all of e-commerce and helps brands and sellers make better decisions. Mm-hmm. uh for selling um on Amazon. Yes, yeah, so so you what you're trying to uh, say is that there's a lot of um categories of of like uh products that solve just one or two issues at the time, right? There's no one end-to-end solution yes. that really solves it all and Absolutely. and sellers can just use this. And and I know it also from speaking from 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 my side when we actually built custom solutions 
that, that that's also usually a problem. So we've built a lot yeah. of um, connectors between existing solutions because there's basically yeah, just not one solution that fits all of the needs. And I think it's also extremely hard problem to solve. It um, is very so I, hard. I had I had a guest that uh, actually built like for example just a great um, reprices, right? So they only mm -hmm. solved one issue. But again, yeah. from what I understand, repricing the item, it's not just, it won't just solve the issue. There's much more behind that. So I would love to uh, basically know more about Atom 11, like, because obviously that's what you also mentioned. There's so many yeah. software solutions out there. Uh, it's actually crazy. Uh, we work with a lot of them. We actually build solutions also from scratch. So it seems like there's a need for it. There's no one. Um, and you decided to actually build uh, basically uh, Atom 11. So if you can say basically about that, like what really got you there? Yeah. Um. So are you asking, just for my information, are you asking what exactly are we building? Or how are we yes, building? You, you, if you could say maybe yes, like um, if you could share more about, like introduce Atom 11. Yeah. So um, at Atom 11, we actually do three things. So like you said, right, like winning at Amazon, like we were just discussing, winning at Amazon, it actually depends on so many different factors. So yeah. uh, what we do is we do, the, the framework is about three things. One, we analyze, oh, sorry, we uh, aggregate. Second, we analyze. And third, we automate. So let mm -hmm. me take you through each one of them. The first one is aggregation or aggregating mm -hmm. of data. So what we do is we uh, connect with a brand or sellers, seller central, vendor central, uh, their advertising account, and we also scrape the web. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, for their competitors, for their own ASINs, so on and so forth. So now we actually have a set of data, which is all that a brand needs to make any kind of decision for their sales. So we help brands make more decisions. The second thing or the second uh, part of the framework is analysis. Now we add intelligence to this data and start giving actionable insights to a brand because mm -hmm. we believe that if you have 500 SKUs, there is no way that you are going through all of this data every day, oh, yeah. right? Can you like uh, just imagine, like I think we've done some of the, some interviews and we've found that what people do is that, you know, they would pick up like five or six top products and they would just go through ads data and inventory data about those five products on a daily basis because beyond that is manually, humanly impossible. Right. Yeah, so and, and you mentioned saying, 500. We, we, we work with sellers with like a couple of thousands of them. So yeah, imagine, <laughs> imagine that. Um, exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I can just feel their pain point. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, so in these analysis, we actually say that, okay, we will analyze the data and we will give you insights. The third part is automation. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a lot of solutions in the market which do uh, advertising automation, for example, or pricing automation. We are actually thinking slightly beyond that. So at this point, we also give uh, advertising automation, but uh, our vision is uh, to build the Zapier of uh, e-commerce uh, when it comes to automation. So I'll give you an example. So for example, mm -hmm. if you are low stock, uh, right now what we would do is that, hey, 
go to your advertising, pause the uh, the SKUs which are low stock, and that's about it. But low stock actually needs a lot many more actions. So what mm -hmm. uh, Zapier would do is, hey, if you have low stock, point number one, pause my ads or reduce my ad budgets. Point number two, inform so and so. Point number three, go to the uh, you know the ERP and mm -hmm. um, you know the data should be automatically pushed there. Point number four, do I need to increase my prices? Mm -hmm. Right. So you can actually build those workflows and uh, automate most of the work that, you know, you would be panicking and doing um, versus actually just, you know, being a being more planned about it mm -hmm. and then setting those uh, workflows up. So that becomes our uh, our principal framework, which mm -hmm. is aggregate, analyze, automate so that we are actually helping brands make more decisions, better decisions because we are giving them insights. And then faster decisions because they're actually able to automate a lot of their tasks. So. Yes, I, I really like it, especially the last part. It seems very nice and very hard to develop. So uh, yes. at what stage are you right now with, with the current version of the software? Like, um, yeah. Because you mentioned those three uh, sections and I would love to hear where are you currently? Yeah. So uh, at this point, we uh, we do we have the entire aggregation piece completed. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of our analytics piece also uh, done. So we are actually launching insights pretty much every week. Um, mm -hmm. We have a lot of those uh, already on the system. Brands are actually yeah. taking advantage of those uh, insights, reducing time to... So, so uh, what analyze. kind of insights can you, if you could just... Yeah. Sorry that I'll interrupt. I just like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I don't want to lose any piece of information here. So if you could yes. share actually those insights. Let's talk about it. So um, insights, uh, Jacob, are... Okay, so let me just first take a second to uh, mm -hmm. tell you why insights are important, right? Uh, about five years back, Jacob, we did not have... An, Amazon did not give out a lot of data to brands. Yeah. So uh, the problem statement at that time that the softwares at the time were solving was bring whatever data that we can in front of the customer. Now the problem statement has reversed. Mm -hmm. Amazon probably gives you 150 reports. And then, then on top of it, there are advertising reports. And oh, so yeah. you have a lot of data. So now the problem is how do we customize this data and personalize this data to show you exactly what you need, right? So that's why we are solving for insights. Now, there are two types of insights that we uh, uh, have on our platform. Uh, and internally, we call it um, the compass and the alarm clock. So I'll mm -hmm. give you an example. A compass is that you're walking and you need direction. Uh, for example, spend more on this product. Uh, improve your advertising efficiency here, uh, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. The second one like. is mm -hmm. an alarm clock. You are living your life, you're happy in your life, and then suddenly an alarm clock needs to go in, which tells you something is low stock, something is out of stock, something is suppressed, something, you know, your comp competition uh, reduced their pricing, right? These are more of alerts. That you mm -hmm. that you need so that you can actually come out or snap out of a, you know your regular uh, you know work and actually attend to these ASAP. So these mm -hmm. are the two kinds of uh, insights that we are building. A lot of these are already built out, um, and we actually talk to our customers fairly regularly and launch those 
you know, every like, two or three insights every week. Mm -hmm. So you actually built uh, with the, I like, li I mean, I, I'm quite uh, familiar with building products overall, although we don't have our own product. We only build products with our partners, but I really like the concept of basically um, building products with the clients, like with, with, with the audience, right? So you actually listen yes. what your client base have to say, and then you, you launch this feature. I think it, it's very mm -hmm. important. And there's so many founders that they, do it the other way around they they actually launch product with what they think should be the feature but actually you you, you always should listen to to the actual customer yeah. needs and i really like it that you you I'll can adjust to that to yeah i'll actually mm -hmm. add to it uh, in fact we don't want to keep adding uh, insights what we are building in the next level or in the next phase mm -hmm. is that you can launch your own insight okay so now uh, in advertising, you can already, you can do that. Uh, but we are actually launching insights on an overall level. So you can just come and say, hey, tell me when um, a specific STU has ga gathered uh, these many page views or, and still the conversion is less than X percent. So it can be actually at that level. So you can come in and set up any kind of like insight. You can create or... the rules, you mean? Yes, oh. yes. But these rules are not just at the advertising level is, is what I'm trying to say. It mm -hmm. is on an overall level uh, on Amazon. I really like it. It's more like a low-code platform or like something like Notion, but for yeah. Amazon. And then there's the Zapier. It, it, this is crazy. Too much. <laughs> like engineering challenge. So that's why I like to ask those questions because if I would have to create such a solutions from scratch. Yeah, th this would oh, we take should definitely a lot talk. of, <laughs> it, should, it would take a lot of development time, but I really like the, the concept of that. So you mentioned that uh, the aggregation part, when you monitor um, data, not only through the API, but also through custom scrapers, this is done. Um, I, I don't know if I can like, you know, I mean, I will ask the questions then you tell me if, if this is like, if you can answer that or no, but I really wonder how, much of the Amazon did you manage to scrape? Is it like at this point, whole Amazon? Because I know, I mean, we've built a lot of scrapers and I know how much time consuming and resource consuming is that. So I really yeah. wanted to ask this question. Yeah. So that's a very good question, uh, Jacob. Uh, what we do is we do scraping. So we don't do helium 10 kind of scraping, which means that we're not scraping all the time. What we do yeah. is the, the brand tells us that I want to track these SKUs or these competitors, competitors and these uh, search terms. So mm -hmm. we only do restrictive uh, tr tracking or scraping, which is important for the brand. Uh, for example, mm -hmm. if I'm a brand and I need, uh, I only want to track, let's say, 10 of my competitors, we will do those 10. So we're not looking at the entire subcategory. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Um, and now for the automation part, because this one is really uh, fascinating for me. So at, at which point are you right now at your roadmap? Yeah. So at this point, um, uh, Jacob, we have three kinds of automation uh, available uh, on our platform. One is advertising automation. I mean, I think my love for advertising will never go away. So <laughs> <laughs> that has to be there. Um, so advertising automation is one. Uh, point number two is... Could you share more insights about this one before we jump? Because yes, I have yes. also follow-up questions for this one. Yes. Uh, so advertising automation would include things like keyword harvesting, uh, mm -hmm. departing, uh, rule-based automation, reporting yes. automation, things like that. 
Mm -hmm. So you can pretty much also manage your ads through through yes, the software. And here I have one more question, and I think it's it's very important because uh, that's basically one of the reasons why people go to us and ask for custom solutions is regarding the pricing specifically on the advertisement uh, um, management of your ads. How do you set your pricing here? Is it fixed price or is it actually a percentage of the ad spend? So uh, because we are not an advertising optimization platform only mm -hmm. uh, we are looking to price as a fixed price mm -hmm. plus a, a percentage of mm -hmm. uh, uh, spends of spend okay Got so it. the fixed Got price it. actually brings in the entire the everything other than the advertising part and then the percentage mm -hmm. of ad spends actually helps us with the um, okay Got it. So this is the first one. It's uh, the optimization. Uh, it is basically yeah, the ad management. And now what are the two others? Yeah. So the other uh, automations that we already have are digital shelf. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, that we, we scrape the web and we tell customers when their search ranking is going up, search ranking going down. Or, uh, you know, digital shelf, uh, we have very interesting automations already. For example, we scrape the web for your top 20% SKUs. We match this data with your inventory. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, Amazon actually suppresses your ASINs. So mm -hmm. what we do is that if there is a mismatch, which means that Amazon is showing you currently out of stock or currently unavailable, but you have inventory, we actually uh, turn on the suppressed ASIN alarm. Mm -hmm. Right? So that helps brands. It's, it's actually in real life, it has actually helped a brand figure out that three of their top SKUs were suppressed and mm -hmm. they brought it back into uh, the unsuppressed states within two days, um, which if not, it was not for the alarm, they would have found out after three days because it, there's a lag of three days uh, on the inventory data, right? So, mm -hmm. and the sales data on Vendor Central. So those things, they actually help out uh, when it comes to, you know, how we are bringing data together and then providing information to the customer rather than, them having to go and check multiple places. Mm -hmm. The last um, uh, kind of automation that we bring is uh, analytics. So mm -hmm. like I said, we bring together all of this data uh, and we help brands uh, actually uh, go through, uh, sorry, we, we tell them when let's say sales of a specific ASIN just dropped into half, mm -hmm. right? So that is the insight from our end. And then people are actually able to look at the entire e-commerce picture in front of them on one dashboard so that mm -hmm. automation already saves about 10 hours a week for our oh, customers yeah. yeah that's awesome perfect and now uh, i wanted to ask you who would be the software like best to use uh, are those sellers are those vendors or agencies who are managing sellers and vendors accounts yes. that's a great question so uh, mostly our solution is for either uh, and a full stack agency, mm -hmm. an agency which is managing full stack for e-commerce or a brand which is uh, managing advertising and other e-commerce operations in-house. And mm -hmm. lastly, for, uh, so I think a, a beautiful use case which has just come out for us is brands using it with agencies. So there is this one solution that brands and agencies are using together, mm -hmm. um, actually communicating through it. 
in fact that use case is becoming like it it just came out so beautifully that we are actually thinking of building a uh, like a communication channel within the software so that people uh, can you know assign tasks to other people etc we, yeah. we may not build it we may actually take some take or some kind of a um um you know integration to do that uh, because building it might just it's just out of our scope uh, but yeah. it's something that we are seeing people do already Mm-hmm. So those are the three use cases. The only other thing is that brands who use us, they normally have number of SKUs greater than 25. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it, when it comes to a lower number of SKUs, people are usually able to manage it without uh, too many. Yeah, software. yeah, yeah, totally. That, that's, that's, that's for sure. There's always like a minimum entry barrier for, for customers to, to enter pro- yeah. like a software. So I agree. Uh, and I wanted to ask you also, uh, just for some case study right now, like, I mean, you said that you already have brands using your software, right? So if you could say, actually, I don't know if it's like the hours that you saved or the insights that you provide, like, or the outcome of using the software, I just want to like give our audience some kind of the sense, um, what would be beneficial for them and how. Yeah. Okay. Just give me a second. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Jacob, well, uh, until now, just with the analytics part, people are saving up to 10 hours a week mm-hmm. uh, instead of, you know, bringing data from multiple sources and then applying a lot of uh, formulas. They're actually able to do everything in one screen. Uh, oh, yeah. point number two, and I know that they are using Google Sheets a lot for that. Oh, so. that is the worst. So poor, like, it's just so sad that, you know, you, you go and talk to someone and, uh, in fact, I would love to cover that. So the sales fluctuations part, right? So we were actually, we built something called a root cause analyzer. And it was just sad to see how, you know, every time a question pops up in front of an agency or in front of a, um, you know, a person, let's say who's doing advertising, for example, or who's managing ads or inventory. Mm-hmm. They just are digging themselves in a lot of data when this is such a simple problem to solve. And um, so so one, just increasing their productivity by 10 hours a week. Uh, number two, um, in terms of how they are managing their advertising, we've been able to increase uh, ad efficiencies by about 35, 40%. Ad uh, sales by uh, up to uh, 60-ish percent. So that becomes, you know, the automations that we bring on the automa- uh, on the um, advertising side. And lastly, I think just the amount of money that, for example, this brand that I was talking about, right, where they used our insights to actually spring into action and recover what would have been lost sales within two days. So mm-hmm. uh, that is just another beautiful use case where you're not wasting time. So that's why we call it you know, helping you find sales opportunities. Um, so that's how, uh, you know, that's the third way that we uh, we help mm-hmm. brands increase their sales. Got it. And now um, what's on the roadmap of Atom 11 currently? Like, I mean, you mentioned that automation part, right? But what exactly? Yes. Yeah. Um, the automation that I mentioned, it might actually come in slightly late. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what is our framework uh, before we decide what our roadmap will be. So uh, whenever we actually um, uh, look at what to develop, our, we look at three parameters. One is what will be the impact on revenue. Mm-hmm. Second would be what will be the impact to time saved. And third would be what will be the impact to uh, improve decision making. 
So mm-hmm. within these three, uh, I can tell you. So for example, uh, on impact on revenue, uh, we will be start. We will start working on DSP. Uh, on impact on um, uh, uh, time saved, we will be working on um, uh, PNL, like bringing in PNL uh, within the analytics, and also mm-hmm. uh, enabling AI uh, on advertising. Okay. And the third one, which is impact to decision-making is basically strengthening our recommendation system moving forward. Uh, so recommendation system is something that we're really taking it seriously. Uh, and uh, the automations on it, like I said, uh, advertising automations are already available. So the automations of it will actually come later then. So this is the most, excuse me, immediate roadmap that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And do you support all of the marketplaces around the world? Yes. Oh, that's, so, that's uh, yeah. That's that's awesome. So tell us, Neha. I mean, first of all, I wanted to actually uh, thank you for this very nice information that you provided us. Also, like it, it looks like a great software that you are building. I mean, it, it's definitely worth trying. Uh, I think we we may even take a look into that, especially for the automation part that you mentioned. This, this is just given us so much ideas of what's possible. Yes. Uh, but I wanted to ask you where people can actually sign up and then start using it. Absolutely. Uh, so there's two ways of reaching out. Um, either you just go to our website, uh, you can click on sign up and you directly set up time with me. Mm-hmm. Or you can hit me up at neha at atom11.co and I'm always available for a chat. Awesome. I'll make sure also to put all of the description and in, in I mean, sorry, all of the <laughs> links in the description. Yes, exactly. And actually, I have one last uh, question that just popped up to my mind because uh, I'm really curious and I think this will give a lot of value to people who are listening to us. Re- re- when it comes to building a SaaS like you have, like a product um, and put it live for sellers, was it super tough for you to put your app to public so people can use it? Because I know that this process takes a lot of time with with the Amazon, so you have it actually on Amazon App Store. Um, sorry, I did not understand the question. So people can just start using it, right? So they can authenticate with Amazon on behalf of the seller. And so the app is public because when you develop it, initially it's private. You can only attach, I think, up to 10 accounts. And now it obviously... So uh, at this very point, uh, we're actually uh, not open to self-serve, which means Mm -hmm. that when a customer comes in, they actually go through us. We're we're pretty Mm -hmm. early in that uh, front. Uh, but I think we are looking at launching the self-serve version. Um, so I think that might be delayed. So because, of course, you know, mm-hmm. with softwares, you um, you prioritize some things and you deprioritize some. For us, I think the features and, uh, you know, uh, the, the richness of the data and the recommendations that we bring in, yeah. the automations, those are slightly more important. So uh, we are probably going to take that up, just the self-serve yeah. part of it slightly later. Okay, so, uh, but at this so point, everyone clients authenticate for you first. And I mean, it's and it's totally reasonable. And that's why I asked this question, because I know that when you launched a new product, one of the biggest challenges is Amazon itself. And just <laughs> so they let you put it on the App Store and go through the review. Um, so yeah, that's why I asked, because we have some clients that it takes... I uh, know we have months of fighting with Amazon to just apply, for example, for PII access on the public app. So oh, yeah. I, I know it's a tough process, but I just wanted to ask. So 
Uh, the awesome. SPAPI yeah. work that you are doing, uh, Jacob, is just like, I want to bow. <laughs> it is <laughs> not the easiest. Like, I mean, advertising, the APIs are so good. They're well-written. Oh, yeah. You know, you usually don't uh, face issues there, but SPAPI is something. So it really takes a lot of your energy. Oh, um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and and then also just the fact that for some apps you you have to authenticate to both SPA API and the advertisement API. Yeah. This is also uh, a huge problem, but yeah, <laughs> it is how it is, and we have I to face you. it. But yeah, Neha, it was great to have you here. Thanks a lot. And I don't know if you have something to share with the audience, you can feel free to so just to do it. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, if you're coming to Jacob's channel, uh, reach out to us and, uh, you know, maybe I can give you a two month free uh, trial for Atom 11 and uh, would love to, you know, uh, you know, get feedback on the platform there. Um, and secondly, awesome. I think if there was a message that I would like to give to to sellers and brands out there today in 2023, um, it will be to really, you know, snap out of 2020 and really start looking at e-commerce holistically. I think it's it's time that we stop, you know, working in silos. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, work um, holistically on e-commerce. We have a lot of KPI sheets that we can, I can send one to you if you want. Uh, sure. But work holistically, uh, optimize your costs and automate as much as you can. Awesome. Thanks a lot. And I think it's a great message to all of great, the sellers. Great talking to you. Perfect. Thank you very much now. Bye-bye.